Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror. I am Michael, and today I have a very, very special guest joining me on this episode. Her name is Emma Bellamy. Uh, She is an actress, model, and someone that I am very lucky to call a very good friend. Uh, Welcome to the podcast today, Emma. I'm so excited that you're on. I'm so excited to be here too. Oh no, thank you for having me. It's re- it really is a pleasure. I know we kept postponing recording and stuff, but <laughs> I'm so glad we finally got to do it. Yes. I also want to apologize that my voice is so bad. I'm like allergies just hit. I'm in oh. Kentucky. Pollen's horrible. Girl, I feel All that. I wake up every day with allergies like I'm thinking of just going and getting like one of those allergy shots that you can get where it just like keeps you from having allergies all year round because I have year-round allergies it's not just seasonal for me it's like winter spring summer fall I have allergies no matter what (laughs) snow the sun (laughs) yes (laughs) dead leaves air Air. (laughs) you know you got dust particles that float in the air I'm allergic to that you know Uh you know, all that fun stuff. But no, you sound fabulous. You sound great. For the listeners, though, would you like to plug yourself in a little bit? Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name's Emma Bellamy. I'm uh, originally from Lexington, Kentucky. I lived in South Carolina for a few years, going to college. Um, I'm 23 years old, five foot, nine inches. I love to read. I love art. Most of all, I love acting. Um, And I got into horror kind of with The Stranger's Prey at Night. And it's kind of opened up some different opportunities for me. And I have some stuff in the works, hopefully for the future. So if there's any fans listening, stay with me. I swear I will get back to work. I'm trying. There was a pandemic. I was going to college. I've, I've got a degree, president's list. I got big brains. I got the wordle right today. I don't know. <laughs> girl, you, you just got it all. You've got My it all, My favorite color is garnet. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got it all and allergies. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm sick again. So I, I'm not always sickly. It's just so only, only, only when she records with me. <laughs> just kidding. And the, and the first time I had COVID, you didn't. We didn't know each other then. No, no, we did not. <laughs> um, but I rem- oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. I was just going to say, I remember the first time we talked, I think, what was it? We talked for like almost three hours. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I had been quarantined in my room and I was like, oh my God, yes, somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a blast too. Um, it was so much fun. Yeah. So I'm sorry. So I didn't. Talking- I didn't, mean oh, to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue telling the to the listeners at home what, what you like to do and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say we got to share our love of One Tree Hill and ended up talking <sighs> about that for far too long. Like, we hardly even talked about the horror genre. We were just like, oh my God, that Brooke Peyton Lucas love triangle was so insane. <laughs> girl, girl, I know. I actually have something to show you. Hold on. Give me one okay. second. You're going to flip your shit. And the, yes, this is 100% going on the episode. I don't even care. <laughs> so I recently got this. And it is signed by Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god. So for the listener, it's right here on the three. Actually, I don't know if you can see it. I cannot believe you got CM squared to sign the shirt. Well, it was it was for like a charity thing he was doing. He was selling a bunch of them for charity, and they were only like a hundred dollars. And I was like, uh, um, yeah, I'm getting one because normally those would be like three hundred dollars. <laughs> I should have sent you a link to it. I don't know why I didn't, but I was like, oh my god, I have to get one. But uh, yeah, for the listeners that don't know what I just showed Emma, it's a jersey from One Tree Hill. So go just a, Ravens. Go Ravens, girl. <laughs> I was actually um, talking to one of my friends about doing a One Tree Hill podcast sometimes. So you should be a guest on that. I'd love to. I'd love Ugh. to. Be so much fun. I'm back on Gilmore <laughs> Girls right now. It's just so this good. endless cycle of just old CW and WB shows. That's <sighs> all I watch. <laughs> they just don't make shows like they used to anymore. Everyone's all like on their phone and like, oh, you have the influencer character and then the date rapist. And it's like, <laughs> these are so... I'm so tired of these plot lines, guys. Like, let's come up with something fresh. Exactly. Like, come on. A woman's impersonating somebody that's bribed by your real dad to marry your uncle. Like, you just don't see those anymore. That that was a that was quite a storyline, I'll tell you. The jewel the Jules uh, Keith storyline. <laughs> and it was like Maria Menounos e correspondent. And the whole time I'm like, this is a lady that talks to me at the gas station. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is is i actually just went and saw a movie last night at the theater and she uh does like the cinemark <laughs> opening and i was like why does she look so familiar and then i was like sitting there like i was like oh my god that's jules i was like wow she hasn't aged a day in her life damn oh, oh she's great and <laughs> that, one, um, that one vine with justin bieber and it's like i love your laugh <laughs> <laughs> i forgot that was her oh my god that <laughs> That gives me oh. everything I need in life. So, <laughs> like, once you realize, like the relevancy of Maria Menounos, you never stop seeing her everywhere. I know, yes. I, and I didn't even. And the crazy thing is that I didn't really know who she was really all that much until like One Tree Hill. But she was doing so much more before that. Yeah, she's been around a long so. time. Yeah, her plastic surgeon's number. Right. <laughs> Like, cause I want to look that good at like however I'll, I'm guessing she's like in her forties at least, but. Oh yeah. I would say. Yeah. She probably started in her, I would say like early mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So she'd be like in her forties. I think her forties really not that old. No, but still. She still looks great. I mean, she still has an age today in 20 years. <sighs> Screw her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah for uh sorry that was a that was a little bit of a tangent wasn't it emma <laughs> that's okay though um we're, we're we're all about uh all different interests in this in this uh genre here even if it's not just horror we talk about a lot of things i talk about taylor swift a lot on this podcast people are probably sick of hearing it but <laughs> love her so um but um yeah so i guess my first question to you emma is like what got you into acting like what what made you want to become an actress yeah um it's actually an interesting journey for me because I guess where it really started is I started modeling when I was 13 I grew up watching America's Next Top Model I'd always been really tall and so when I turned 13 I, I looked like a 22 year old my family was like here get in front of cameras like and I was like okay sounds good to me yeah and then I did 
and then I did that for a few years and um, I kind of got burnt out by it. It just kind of, you know, I didn't like the pressure to lose weight, like being a 15 year old who's already been on like three different kinds of diets, like stopped appealing to me. And like, I started realizing, oh, this is messed up. And this is like deeply, you know, affected me mentally. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of started like pushing away from that. And at around the same time I just started high school and I was in this drama class and the teacher was like, you should be on this beach and debate team. Like you have a lot of potential. I was like, I don't really feel like debating. And he was like, well, it's not really debate. I mean, you can debate, but then there's this whole other section that's just like acting. And I'm like, well, I can get into that. So then I did that and I loved it. And I got to compete in acting and, um, do like 10 minute monologues and um rank nationally in improv and win state for a dramatic monologue my senior year and like take my i know i have my big old trophies like somewhere back in storage and i whip them out sometimes whenever i'm feeling down on myself (laughs) girl you should never feel down about yourself you've accomplished so many like things in your life that i can't even like i need to get on your level here as far as accomplishing things (laughs) I, I had like this streak of like just accomplishing things and then like I went to college discovered alcohol and was like I'm good I'm done accomplishing things for a while <laughs> but um yeah anyway and so then I was switching over agencies and I you know at the time I was with another agency and we were really focusing on modeling and they were the people who discovered Jennifer Lawrence and Louisville um, so I was like, I can make a big leg like her. And then I never did, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, um, so I to a much smaller agency, but I really clicked with the people there. Um, images, model and talent, Lexington, Kentucky. I still work for them. I'm still, you know, a part of their roster anyway. But so then they were like, oh, you should be an actress. You're really good at acting. Let's like train you, get you out and see agents. And so then that's kind of how I got connected. That's how I um, got with the strangers. They, they, I got that audition through them um, and through another agency in Cincinnati because they were filming in um, Northern Kentucky and in, in Ohio. Um, I think mainly just Kentucky. I don't really think that there was a shot of Cincinnati, but it was on the Kentucky side. Mm, okay. For, for listeners who don't know, <laughs> Kentuckians are like we're like oh like there's the Kentucky part of Cincinnati and the Ohio part yeah. a lot of people are like but Cincinnati's in Ohio and it's like you can stay thinking that but it's like my Cincinnati is in Kentucky like the well, big part is technically Ohio but there's like a lot of the surrounding areas in Kentucky right well it's kind of like Kansas City Missouri and Kansas City Kansas like it's like literally like on the border of Kansas and Missouri so it's like <clears throat> kind of goes into both yeah. jurisdictions so it's, it gets a little bit confusing to people because they're like wait Kansas yeah. City Missouri or Kansas City Kansas and I'm like you know they don't it's the same thing but <laughs> <laughs> same city today it's like it's the same same exactly. genre of people live there so exactly I, I I'm curious because I'm curious to know like what the audition process was for this movie because as I guess I I'm sure the listeners and you know and I know Dollface doesn't say a whole lot in the movie. I mean, she has a few prominent lines that are pretty memorable, but for the most part, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. So how was like the audition process for Dollface for you? Yeah, I mean, I had done a big old handful chunk of auditions by the time I had done that one. Um, I was 18. Yeah, I was 18 at the time. And um, 
anyway, so I get, um, I get the email that has like, you know, the part of the script and it decides for the audition. And <laughs> I'm like, is there more? It's like, I had, um, it was, I had like the, it's Tamara home. And um, are you going to shoot me? I think those were like the two lines. And I'm like, okay, well, not much <laughs> to memorize here. I think I got it. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was talking about what a big deal it was because like the first Strangers was such a big movie, but I really wasn't that into horror at the time. Yeah. I had never even heard of it. And I was like, my mom drove me to the audition in Cincinnati. It was about an hour and a half away. And I sat on my phone and watched the movie, like on my phone on the way to the audition. And basically what they were looking for is they wanted a local actress um, to get in with the tax incentive. I think they had to have like some kind of percentage of like local talent. Um that was tall and blonde that could kind of match the general look of Gemma Ward, um, gorgeous and iconic. I was like obsessed with Gemma Ward. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I could take her place. Like that was the biggest part for me. Cause I was <sighs> growing up modeling. I had like always looked up to her and like always thought she was like the coolest and like so glamorous and awesome. Um, so like that was a really big honor for me. But I, anyway, I rolled up to the audition. It's, other tall blonde Kentucky Ohio girls and like I walk in I think I was like maybe the first one to audition like we got there early me and my mom were like rolling in early you're like first in line this is like Black Friday after Thanksgiving I need to get here on time I'm here early (laughs) I think it maybe we just like honestly misgaged like how long it would take us but we were there so quickly and like it was just it was like in this weird office. It looked like the office to like an old ballet studio. It was like upstairs in this old building. I don't know. But so like I go up and they have the camera and it's like two casting directors and they hand me like a mask that I think they got at like Party City. It was just like one of those plain masks. Oh, so it wasn't the actual doll face mask. Yeah. It was a plain Oh, interesting. Mask. And just like, I think a kitchen knife one of them brought from home. Like I think they were just like <laughs> scrambling to get this audition together. And they were just like, here are these two objects. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> cool. I'll just hold these guys. And anyway, so then like, they're like, okay. Like they kind of went through like what they wanted me to do. They wanted to see me do some actions. They wanted to see me like drop the knife. They wanted to see me. They didn't want me to like chase them around and stab them. But like, <laughs> they, wanted to, they, wanted me to, they wanted to engage my physicality. And actually in the, are you going to shoot me scene? I was supposed to take my mask off then too mm-hmm. uh, in the script that's how it was written and so I was doing that and acting my little little 18 year old ass off um for these guys with the two lines I was given <laughs> <laughs> and then I was supposed to hear back in a week and I didn't hear back in a week and I'm like well that was a really big audition I'm sure there were a lot of you know a lot of girls that went up for it um I wasn't like super butthurt but I was you know disappointed yeah Uh, and then two weeks later my agent calls me and she's like Emma sit down and I was like no way and then I fell down because I didn't sit down in time because I figured it out Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I like I had been stalking the IMDB page and like Martin Henderson Christina Hendricks and Bailey Madison were all like signed on I think maybe even Lois too but I for some reason, I'm thinking he may have come in later too. 
But yeah, they they casted all the strangers kind of last. I don't think Damien was on there yet. Yeah, I was freaking so out. Cool. I'm like, we're going from Gemma to Emma, baby. We're dropping the G and just going straight into this. Yes. <laughs> well, and I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, I want to touch on something because you actually brought something up that I wanted to bring up next uh, when you were talking about how um, uh, you were watching the movie with her in it, and that you like were like it was such an honor to play her, and that's like it's it's amazing to like step into the shoes of her and like play the same iconic character but like when I watched it the first time I had no idea that it was two separate actresses like I would not have had any idea because you did such a good job um like pretty much mimicking her every like move in the first movie if I didn't know that it was two different people I would assume that Gemma Ward came back on for the strangers pray at night so like you did such a fantastic job with like her mannerisms her movements like the way she just fantastic like you did so great um so I um was there like any you're welcome was there like any prep that you did beforehand to kind of like get her (laughs) movements right or anything like that Honestly, I think a lot of that kind of boils down to coincidence, which is probably one of the reasons they casted me, just based off of a lot of physicality. But, you know, I did watch the movie. I did kind of study her in the way that she did that character because it was, you know, she did make a really iconic character out of Dollface. And so I wanted to, like, bring that same spirit and, like, mimic that energy more than anything. And I think just the similarities in our movement kind of came from just that that playfulness that's in that character. (laughs) Scary freaking playfulness and yeah. like how happy she is to be hacking people up and uh, <laughs> no fucks have, given no fucks given life. at all <laughs> not a single flying fuck given and so like that for sure and it's actually really funny because a lot of people just like will be like you did such a good job in the first strangers and i have to be like actually fun fact um i would have been 10 if that was true <laughs> Um, and I think I was very obviously not a 10 year old girl. Um, but good job on the math, you guys. <laughs> You're like, I and will I take the like, compliment though. <laughs> You're like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like too lazy to explain the difference. I'm like, oh, thank you. I, I really loved, um, being in, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to two on Stranger Tides and the John Mayer <laughs> Daughters video. Um, those were also honors to work on. <laughs> right, it was fabulous. It was such a good time. <laughs> I also I also think you forgot to mention um you were also in Fergie's MILF video, MILF Money. <laughs> it was and forgot so. I was in MILF Money. Yeah. She'll pop up and I'm like, oh, I guess you're in that too. Yeah, that was the, the thing that's funny about the MILF Money one is I didn't even know she was in it. And then I was like, oh my God, that's Jenna Ward. I like went back and watched it again. I was like, oh, Jenna Ward. Yeah. <laughs> my girl yes and like part of me, i wonder if she knows i exist like i feel like i have better chances than most people of gem award knowing i exist you were like one degree away from gem award at this point you're not even six <laughs> degrees of kevin bacon away from gem award you are like literally one letter and one movie away from gem award so there you go my favorite game to play is like my degrees from celebrities i think right now i'm at three from harry styles which was a big one girl and one or two degrees from andrew garfield which is another big one that is pretty big yeah pretty big i was was an extra in tragedy girls i think it's still on hulu 
with um, Alexandra Ship. And she played his girlfriend in Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he kicked some prom decorations at me, <laughs> which I guess you could loosely translate to. I have um, I've also kissed Andrew Garfield in like a weird way. Uh, I go. like that jump. There you go. And one day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> well, and one day you're going to be acting with him. I know it. Yeah, I'm definitely um, at that caliber. <laughs> I think you are. Just don't don't forget about us small people when you become super famous, Emma. Okay, just pro- just just promise me right now you'll remember this interview with me. Always. <laughs> you I'll won't you won't forget it. about I'll, me. I'll remember it, and then my allergies will start acting up. Every time <laughs> every time I get sick, I'll think of this interview. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh man, that, that's yeah. That's I mean the the physicality with you of this film um the way that you portray her character which i thought she she does have personality in the first one but i think what you brought to her character in the second movie because like i said previously she doesn't have a lot of lines i mean she has you know pretty iconic lines as far as like that movie goes and stuff as far as the second and the first movie goes but other than that she's just wearing a mask most of the movie so i think it's really cool that you were able to bring like yourself like your kind of personality into it not just i'm not saying that you're like a psychopathic killer that's not what i meant (laughs) but i'm just saying like you you brought flair to her character aside from her just being a killer in a mask like i think that's what sets her character apart from so many other um characters of that same you know status is like you just really put your own flair on it and i really appreciated that absolutely and it is, it's hard because you put the mask on and you feel like you need to overdo all your movements because your like face isn't there. And like, I'm a very emotive person. Like, yeah, I have lots of facial expressions, hand gestures and stuff. So like when my face is covered up, it's like an Italian, like with their hands tied. Like it, it's like, so then I'm like overcompensating with like all my other bodies. <laughs> there, were, there were times when like the director would be, the director Johannes would be like, okay, can we do another take and like tone it down? <laughs> like, okay. And another thing too is, you know, I always had a knife on me and there were three different prop knives. There was like a dulled down, like actual metal knife, a plastic knife for any kind of like hand-to-hand combat and then a retractable knife for any stabbing. Um, I really liked the metal knife just because it you can just feel like the weight of it was so much like more legit and like it was a knife like there was like yeah. a safety hazard like there had to be a lot of precautions taken a lot of um safety measures taken like when that knife was on set um and everyone knew like all the actors anyone who was going to be on set knew that was like a real knife even though it had been dulled um anyway but I remember like one day Bailey Madison turned to me I think we we're doing like press photos like on set one day and she was like you were really comfortable with that knife <laughs> and I was like I don't know if this is a compliment I mean like yes I sh- I hope I would hope I would be because like my character is obviously very comfortable with the knife but um anyway I was like trying to explain I'm like yeah like growing up me and my dad you like throw knives and axes in the backyard after school like you know it was just I grew up around a lot of sharp objects like we would play in sword <laughs> fights like that was like how me and my dad bonded. It wasn't like throwing ball in the backyard, like playing catch in the backyard. It was like, let's choreograph a detailed like sword fighting sequence. From Lord of the Rings or something. Like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, like helms 
stuff and like a suit of armor and it's like let's just put on suits of armor and beat the shit out of each other with <laughs> sharp knives and i'm like i love you too dad <laughs> this was a great so, experience I mean, like, I, dad i love you so much let's do it again next love, week so much bonding <laughs> yeah. here. so like how do i explain this to uh, bailey madison that yes i am like way too comfortable with knives <laughs> yeah it's a good cast option i'm just like flinging knives around and <laughs> there's a video somewhere on my twitter of me like throwing an axe I think I tagged Damien. I'm like, yeah, I bet you couldn't do this. It was like before I like axe throwing was like legitimately a thing that you would do, you, you know. Yeah, before it was like a, I guess a sport now. People, people. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was a sport, but it wasn't like you had like the bars and stuff that you would go throw axes at. I mean, this is like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it's legal, but we would just find a tree stump in our backyard. And my dad's like, all right, I must stand here and throw it as hard as you can. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'll give it a try. So you're like, thanks, Dad, for <laughs> yeah. You're like, thanks, Dad, for preparing me for this future role that I didn't know I was going to have yet. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and didn't you? Um, <clears throat> I remember um briefly like you telling me a funny story about that whole like knives thing with Bailey Madison. Do you want to tell the listeners what? Because I think you know what I'm talking about, right? With her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, please, please tell the listeners that story because I that that's just so funny to me um somebody I think sent me this interview and this is like I was already in college I remember reading it in my library writing a French paper and I was like I need a, a brief reprieve <laughs> a brief break, a brief break. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have asked the girl who was reading this interview for the first time she would have known um anyway so I'm reading this article it was like Oh my gosh, Christina Hendricks was like my actual mom. Like she took me under her wing. She was so great. Martin Henderson too was just like so fun to work with. Like I've always admired his work. And like Lewis feels like my brother. He's my best friend. He's so nice. And the strangers are so nice too. Like Damien is just like a joy to be around. He's like the he brings so much joy to set every time he's there. I loved like eating dinner and lunch with him. He was great. And Leah was so brave and talented and had all these fun, cool stories. And Emma was really scary. <laughs> Emma was like, I was intimidated by Emma. She, um, she like really liked those knives. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like all that was said about me. Everyone was like, oh, I love them. He's so fun and funny and she's so great. And it was like, Emma's creepy. <laughs> Oh. And then, like, I'm reading this, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> I didn't know I was a method actor. Like, I don't but know whether to take this as a compliment or an insult, but and here I am, like, in a little college library, like, drinking my coffee with my sorority sisters. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm the psychopath. Like, <laughs> here I am, this big scary <laughs> woman crying over French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so intimidating. <laughs> I've been showered in five days, Bailey. <laughs> Leave me alone. Long <laughs> over from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. No, when you told me that story, because I don't think I've ever seen that interview with Bailey Madison. Um, so that was, was like, like a... Oh, okay. I don't even know if I could find it. It's like somewhere deep in my camera roll, but. Yeah, because that was like a shock to me when you told me that. Like, I legitimately, I think, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's, uh, hey, 
you know at least she at least she talked about you that's cool right and I will say like she saw Damien and Leah a lot more because um <laughs> Leah um, pinup was also like a stunt double and like helped with like stunt coordination so like whenever there was a stunt on set like she would be around mm-hmm. even though like pinup wasn't really in the movie a whole lot like Leah was there a whole lot and then Damien where I was like a local talent I would go home when I was done like I would sleep in my cousin's house at night and then like drive back to Lexington um but, like Damien just had nothing better to do so he was just there all day like he <laughs> I would come to set and there would be Davey was just always around like yeah always and um yeah anyway so like everyone got a chance to like get to know each other I think a lot better than me because I just wasn't on set as much um so I mean the time she did see me and they did try to keep the strangers and like that um family actors like separate because I wanted that fear to be genuine when we were filming which is like yeah totally strong directorial move but, like once everyone started getting killed off and they were only only so many actors on set to like hang out with it was like then we would all just kind of talk to each other like they were all talented actors enough to like be freaked out by us and we have masks on too when we're filming well and even if it's like a fake knife I feel like it would still be terrifying to be chased by like if you were wearing a mask and you were chased like I feel like that fear would be genuine I'd be like no yeah (laughs) I was scared to have that I was like ah it's in my hand and I'm like oh (laughs) yeah there was like it was a creepy creepy set so like you walk on a set and you immediately felt very immersed in the story because they had built um like their own trailer park there was um, a neighborhood that was a little too close to the cincinnati airport and so the airport had totaled all the houses um but there were still the roads and street lamps so then they just had to bring in the um trailers and then they always have fog machines going. We only ever shot in the middle of the night. Um, and it was like by this wood, like by the woods and there were coyotes and you could hear them rustling behind you. And there was this one time, I forget what, it's like the scene where, um, oh, I'm horrible. What, what was Bailey's character's name? Oh, uh, Sh- Kinsey? Kinsey, yeah. I knew that. I just like <laughs> had been saying Bailey and I couldn't get it to in my head. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but like, yeah, Kinsey runs up to the fence and I'm chasing her. And so they had me like back behind a tree for a while before they like started rolling, like getting everything else set up. And I like, I'm like, this is the plastic knife. If there's a coyote, I'm screwed. <laughs> I could hear him. I could hear him howling. They could smell me. I know they could. And Ooh. I'm like, please call action. I had my mic on. I was like, please, can you call action? Please. Like, no one around, like, in like 50 feet probably 100 feet away Ooh. and they don't I, i'm like did they forget about me like <laughs> does anyone know if i got eaten by these coyotes would they notice <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like okay emma we need where's emma she's been oh, okay well i don't know <laughs> you're like you're like being torn apart by coyotes well, in the background we're recasting them. <laughs> <laughs> guys we gotta recast we gotta recast all face <laughs> anyway but there were a lot of but they would have me wander out in the woods and there'd be like no one near me like I think the second time I do the like is Tamara home bit they like had the shot of me like walking away into the trees mm, yeah and it felt like I had been walking for hours and I was like okay girls can we call cut <laughs> I started like talking to myself under my breath because I'm like oh my god like how long are they gonna have me keep walking out here 
And then when I walked back to set, they were all laughing because I completely forgot I have a oh. mic on. And I'm sitting here like complaining about how how long <laughs> they're gonna have me walk out into these trees. Oh my god. You're like these motherfuckers uh, are not getting paid these enough mother- for this these shit. <laughs> I am not getting paid enough. I'm calling my agent in the morning because this is some bullshit. <laughs> no, everyone was so great. Um, that was just super traumatizing and embarrassing for me. It really wasn't that bad. It was just like, well, how long am I gonna keep walking through here? Like, I'm, I'm in the woods. Seriously. <laughs> again it's so creepy because it's the middle of the night like it feels like the middle of nowhere even though my aunt's house was just like a mile down the road but yeah. um, which was another funny story like it was like right in this place I knew exactly where it was I go to an antique show there like twice a year like right where the set is oh that's cool like, oh my god like it was just like weird I knew exactly like where the set was you're like this feels um, like home to me I'm in my I'm in my own backyard, literally. <laughs> my own backyard, just like an hour and forty five minutes away. But <laughs> yeah, it was a place that I knew. I mean, because Bur- it's Burlington. It was in Burlington, Kentucky. Burlington and Florence, Kentucky, is where we shot the um, like warehouse studio set block lot was in Florence, which is where my cousin lives. Oh, okay. <laughs> where I stayed, and they were like, "We can put you up in a house." I'm like. I don't want to live in a house with like strange men. I still identify as a child. I'm good living with my in my cousin's basement for two months. Yeah, it's probably easier. Probably one on your sanity and two on your you know on your yeah. wallet. I'm sure. I don't know if they were charging you to stay there or anything. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I would assume they wouldn't, but I was like, you know, there's you never know. Yeah, but. <clears throat> and I looked up like where like the. It was either an extended stay. I think they, I think they got like an Airbnb kind of situation, like a few houses for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, like where they had said that I could stay. It was like so much farther away than like where my cousin lives. So I'm like, no, this, uh, the air mattress in the basement's fine for me. <laughs> the drive is a lot shorter, so yeah, like the shorter. And it drive. was like you know, oh, and just like having to switch from like normal days to like going like from at night like when I would drive home from set I it like the sun was coming up and I'm like <laughs> like, I, like I'm still covered like in blood residue and I'm like I can't <laughs> <laughs> you're like you'd probably go home you don't even shower you just collapse you into bed lay in the blood and it was like yeah it was the summer before my freshman year of college and so at which home, is like, crazy because you were still in high school right yeah I mean you... I, I got casted while I was still in high school but I had already graduated by the time we started filming oh, okay um, but like everyone was having graduation parties and I had to miss a lot of my friends graduation parties but then I would roll up to a graduation party and the way they did my hair is they like would put it in like it started off with two braids and then like the more we like stayed on set it was like four braids by the end of it like I look ridiculous <laughs> And roll like <laughs> like it was like on the verge of cultural appropriation but it was like <laughs> they would keep my hair in these braids and then like take it out like right before we started filming and then like mm-hmm. once they called cut hair back in braids for an entire summer my hair was like oh. in braids damn um, 
to get that like crimpy look that the character has in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then like I cannot French braid, so like when there were there were days when I wouldn't be going back to set from set, I'd be coming from home. Like my mom would have to do it. I have like so many pictures of like my mom braiding my hair, like the hair and makeup people braiding my hair. I spent the entire, I looked like Post Malone. That's what I looked look like. I looked Love like that. Post Malone the entire summer. I went to these graduation parties and everyone's cute with their like cute little curly hair. And I'm just like Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You, Congratulations you... guys. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it guys. You like my braids? <laughs> Oh. I'm sure you look stunning. You my life, new me, new hair, new <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send you some pictures. I, I just looked weird. Like it, it was just like almost normal looking, but then there was like a weird third braid in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. all, it was almost pigtails, almost. <laughs> and then like three little ratty like looking braids in the back. <laughs> then like just the middle, random middle one love that and they wanted it to look they wanted my hair to look uncut like uncamped so they, they didn't dye it or anything they trimmed they cut a lot off of it but um they would use like root touch up that was a lot darker uh-huh. and like spray my roots really like thick with like i think it was like a really dark blonde um thing and then like that wouldn't wash out of my hair either like it took me so long to like get back to blonde oh. there's like just residue of like root touch up <laughs> you're like this is fun <laughs> the, the shower's just brown and in the hair and makeup trailer too there was like a mannequin head with like like my hair on it so i'm like you mean this like i would just kind of stare at it as they were like pulling my hair like tightly into braids and like putting me through like torture i'm like this could have been a wig so easily <laughs> like I, i'm looking at it and it, I, i'm looking at it but like, they're like, oh, it's so much better. You're like, why isn't why am I not wearing the wig that's on the mannequin? But okay. I mean. Everyone else gets a wig. Beauty <laughs> is pain. <laughs> Beauty is pain, Emma. Beauty is pain. I know. Uh, <laughs> like the mask, they would like clip, they would it had like a leather strap on it, and they would tie it and like judge my hair over it and then like pin it in. So like between takes and sometimes between scenes, they were like do you mind leaving it on? And I'm like, sure. And they had like a little hole in the mouth and like they, they would bring me water bottles with straws. And like, <laughs> I would just like be walking around set in the mask on because it was so hard to like put back on and take off. Yeah. You have that picture on social media too of you sitting in, in your in your chair drinking like the, <laughs> I love it. That's what it looked like. Except sometimes like people, like people, on, I would forget I had it on. Um, especially like when we were on like the studio set and not like the on location set. Um, but like, I would just kind of like walk around, forget I have it on and like go up and like ask like, one of the sound guys a question or like go up and ask somebody a question. And they'd like turn around and like flip out. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. It's the mask. I My can't bad. take it off. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a permanent yeah. fixture at this point. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah um I love that uh I was gonna ask you are there like any so did you do most of like your own stunts like uh specifically did you uh kick down that bathroom door was that was that all you or was that someone else I begged I 
begged to kick down that bathroom door. I really, really, really wanted to kick down that bathroom door. But alas, I did not. Um, because that concrete angel thing that the um, stunt double used to kick down that bathroom door was mm-hmm. so heavy. And I have noodle arms. And they were like, <laughs> look at yourself. Analyze the situation. And do you really think you can do that? And I was like, no, I can't. You're like, I like, can try. <laughs> she's like, she does MMA and like wait lists every day. She can do it. We know she can do it. We know, we know she can do it. Like, okay. And she was great. Um, the only, that was like just that little sequence there. And when I watch it, I can tell it's not me. But um, I don't know if anyone else can tell. I like, yeah, it looks like, pretty, pretty flawless to me, but. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I do like the little running, the little running to the bathroom door is me. Yeah. Like once she's in, like once Dollface is in the bathroom, it's me. So it's really just that part. And then oh, okay. um, just the gunshot. Um, pull from the car like when she's getting blasted out of the car oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was the only other stunt that wasn't me so really like well just like the truly dangerous dangerous things <laughs> or the things that I was physically incapable of doing I'm sure you totally could have flung just, yourself just from a car things. so hey so the rest of it was just all you I, once I saw that once I saw the rig in the setup I'm like this looks so fun and I want to do it so bad so badly because like she had like a harness on under her thing and then they would like they had a rope and then like when uh, Bailey would like cock the gun or whatever she would just like like into the mats like so the cool. rope would retract and like pull it it looked so fun I'm like I kind of want to do it for shits and giggles like <laughs> I was so jealous did they ever let I you do so it jealous, for shits and giggles also, like, no, because of like oh. the union. That's a bummer. <laughs> I could have gotten hurt. I'm not Tom Cruise. I don't do all my own stunts because it's like my first major motion picture and no one trusts me. <laughs> you must be this tall to ride this harness ride. Sorry, Emma. Yeah. You missed you missed the cut by like an inch. <laughs> one day. But like oh, but my send up was so great. I can't remember her name, but Judy was like so nice. And like a lot of things, like one thing about stunt doubles people don't know is like they're also in charge of like when you have any kind of stunt, they're the ones giving you your padding. They're the ones like showing you how to do the stunt other than like the stunt coordinator himself mm-hmm. or herself. But like my stunt double like really, cause like after I get shot out of the car, there was like a lot of crawling that I had to do that like, I think some of it even got cut cause it felt like I was on the ground crawling for like two hours straight. <laughs> yeah. And I was covered in like bruises too from it. Which I didn't tell anyone because they would have freaked out and been like, you can sue. And I'm like, I'm not going to know. There's bruises. I was just committed yeah. to my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but like, you know, I had pads for that. And like, she, you know, made sure I was all padded up. And after I would do like any kind of stunt, she'd be like, do you need any more padding? Like, did anything go wrong? Like, what can we do to make this better and more comfortable for you? It's like, she was great. And like, the role of stunt double is just so much more than you think. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my big takeaways and like learning the industry from that movie is like you know stunt doubles and the importance of stunt doubles yeah oh yeah like they're I feel like they're a huge part of the movie that a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. you know uh because when we watch it we don't 
I mean, sometimes I guess it's kind of obvious to tell that it's a stunt double compared to an actual person. But like in this movie, for example, like I can't tell that it's you were the stunt double. Like that's why I assumed like you did all of that. I was like, wow, look at her, her go. But um, I I had it my way. I would have at least tried. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was was so down to do all of them. I'm like, like I said, I'm very comfortable with knives. What's what's getting flung around and beating a door down. <laughs> oh, you look very comfortable with knives, especially in that scene where you, uh, you take the, like, I love that moment where you're uh, confronting, uh, oh my gosh, Christina and uh, Bailey Madison in the kitchen. And you just take the knife and you just stab down. Like that is ugh, so cool the way you did it. That was my first day really on set. And I wasn't even supposed to shoot that day. And um, I wasn't supposed to actually stab the table, but I ended up stabbing the table a whole lot. Um, but they thought it looked really good. So they were like, just, yeah, keep doing that. That's fine. Um, anyway, and that was the real knife you used, right? That was the real knife. That was oh, okay. Knife. Um, anyway, but I, um, I arrived on set to like go over like more hair and makeup stuff. I think that's when they cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the hair and makeup trailer and then like I had some fittings or something and then we kind of got the outfits figured out and the way they liked it and then they were like how would you feel about just like filming tonight and I was like pardon like I <laughs> I love your energy but I have none of my stuff with me um I have no idea where I'm gonna stay because my cousin wasn't expecting me until like a day or two later yeah um like I call my cousin I'm like hey is there any way you could like get the basement ready and stuff and maybe (laughs) lend me some pjs and he and his wife were so great and they went to Walmart and like bought me some pjs and like shampoo and conditioner and a toothbrush and like got the air mattress all set up for me like in a moment's notice and then I was like whirlwinded into like you know this movie yeah by fire they're just like oh you're on set get in that trailer we're shooting the big scene they hand me the knife and they're like so just go in, stab it, but don't really, don't really stab the table, and then chase them. <laughs> my question is, <laughs> like, how are you supposed to? Mark. Well, my question is, how are you supposed to take a real knife and like you're supposed to like pretend like to stab? How do you do that without like actually doing it? Like how do they expect you not to like stab? I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just feel like that would look so like unrealistic, you know? Exactly. What I like. Like, I don't know, like, what came... I got, like, very into the scene, like, the first time we did it. And, like, you know, they tell you a million things before they all action. They're like, we're going to do this and, like, hit this mark and hit this mark there. And, you know, you want to be, you know, play with the knife for about this long. You know, wait for, like, this general reaction to do this. And then, like, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is a lot to remember. But let's go. Like, let's fucking go. I'm ready. It's <laughs> ready to <laughs> like, Let's just let's just do it and see how it turns out. And then we'll go from there. Anyway. So then I'm like, I'm in the scene. I'm like, I don't even know where my marks are. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in it. And I'm just like, fuck it. And like hit the table. It goes in and I'm like pulling it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And anyway, but like it did, it added like that, thud that like you can definitely tell in like the movement how genuine that is and it almost adds like a bit of like you know drawing jump scare yeah 
which you know I think is what made it such a good scene because like that's the one that people ask me about the most um this is that first the first time we see Dollface and the stabbing the table oh so great like it's such a it's like such an iconic moment for that introduction of her like with the mask and stuff and I remember like watching it in the theater because she like Dollface is like my favorite character like of the out of the killers like she's my she's my favorite um I even have I I I showed you last time we talked I have like her mask and I have pinups uh the pinup girl masks too um but yeah I just so like just to see her on screen again and like to see that that first scene where she comes wearing the mask and stuff I was like oh shit here we go and then she stabs the knife down and I was like fuck yeah it was it was intense to say the least the knife stab goes down. It's like, cue the party's just begun by the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're not playing. That's what was going to my head in that scene, if anyone was wondering. Like, oh, was it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think there was any on <laughs> my head when I was filming that scene. No, let the just, bodies hit the floor was the one that was going into your head. Heads will roll. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Some heavy metal shit right there. Yeah, cycle killer. Yes. Talking uh, heads. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to think of like what music I would have been listening to because I did kind of have, I was listening to like um, Vienna by Ultravox. Ooh. It's a baby song, but it's just kind of creepy. And like, those were just like the vibes. So I probably had that in my head. Or When You Die by um, MGMT. Mm-hmm. That was another good one that I would listen to to kind of get in, into the spirit of things. And I remember Bailey Madison even made a Spotify playlist to promote Strangers. I'm like, this was just not the vibe that I had when I was <laughs> I'm like I was like because I listened to a lot of 80s music so like when I saw it in theaters for the first time and they had like this 80s soundtrack I was like fuck yes because this yeah. is like this is like what I was kind of into at the time is like 80s alternative well they have like a lot more popular 80s but they had some alternative um anyway but like that <laughs> I, I was listening to a lot of like maybe not like more upbeat songs but just like with really dark undertones that's yeah. kind of what I that was my jam that's always fun yes um I was gonna ask you because were there like specific things that you um when you like read the script and then when you were actually on set were there certain things that you um kind of wanted to bring to the character that weren't exactly in the script kind of like little just little um moments to kind of give her more flair and more personality I'm always curious because I feel like there's some scenes that I watch in movies where I'm like, was that planned? Was that, there was, there's certain things that I'm like, was that planned or was that like improvised on the day? So I guess that was like my next question for you. Was there like anything that you came up to the director or anybody on set and you're like, can I try this? Like, did you like experiment a lot with like the character of Dollface? Yeah. Yeah. I would say there were some things that, you know, when I first read the script, I mean, because we're like masked and we don't really talk, there's not really a whole lot of character cues. Yeah. Uh, it's just mainly like actions. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, there, there were some, I honestly, I have the script somewhere in my room. I just haven't picked it up in a bit, but um, I'm sure there were some, but you know, from what I remember of it, it was like, you kind of got the general sense of who this character is and like, the way that they want to murder these people <laughs> yeah. um and you know from the first movie we talked about you know just the flair that jim award had um with the character so i knew that and i like honestly like i wanted her to be like flirty like yeah. 
And I think that comes from um, what I've read about serial killers and the, how a lot of them like get off. Yes. <laughs> like killing people. And like, I knew that. Like, in my extensive like knowledge of John Wayne Gacy Jr., like <laughs> some people were like Titanic kids or like um, Donner Party kids. I was, I was John Wayne Gacy Jr. kid. I like, I know everything about that man. I know everything about that man. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like I knew that he was getting off to killing people. I'm like, Dolphins is gonna get off to killing people. Like she's gonna enjoy it. This is like better than sex for her. Yes. Dollface said as a virgin, like virgin little me. Like <laughs> she's gonna be so sexy. <laughs> that should be her tagline. Killing is better than sex. Dollface. <laughs> but not virgin <laughs> yeah you're like i'm not like other girls killing is better than sex for me <laughs> yeah no but like there was a scene like again first night on set i don't know where i got the balls to do this but i like went up to johannes it was like when i was supposed to be killing um the mom christina Hendricks. i was like what if i was like playing with her hair like what if i was like rabbit what if i was like really enjoying it like like yeah. i really wanted to like make it very close and like weirdly intimate like you know I wanted it to be an intimate thing, you know. It's a stabbing. It's not a shooting. It's deeply intimate and personal. Mm, yeah. I wanted it to feel that way. I wanted that to kind of bring something very unsettling to it, you know. That to me is just very, very unsettling. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Instead of just like holding on to her to keep her still, so I could keep stabbing her, I wanted it to be like, I'm enjoying this so much. Um, Savoring in this moment savoring it yeah. savoring watching your daughter cry as i watch her look at you on murdering you like i wanted it to look like she was just having the time of her life <laughs> murdering that was like i don't know if i'm really like bringing that to the character but that was definitely like a big part of my characterization and a big part of just like the demeanor i wanted her to have and just the characteristics and all that kind of good stuff yeah which I love because that was the scene that came to mind when I actually brought that question up to you is uh, that that bathroom scene in specific because it, like I saw exactly what you described. It's very like intimate in like the most disturbing way because you can tell like yeah. it's almost like very like very sexual in a way too. Like she's like very close to her and like the fact that she's playing with her hair and then she's just kind of like, you know, taking a moment to kind of you know, savor, savor it before she does it is it's just like such a good moment. And the, the fact that you like came up with that on your own the day of like that, that uh, scene is really cool to me that you like went up to the director and were like, can I try this? Cause I think it's really cool when actors and actresses um, really put trust in the director or vice versa, where the director puts trust in their actors to be able to give them kind of like that leeway to um, really experiment with things especially as we as we both have stated like it's hard to make a character out of somebody that's wearing a mask the whole time so I think those little moments really make a difference absolutely you know I am um, one thing about that though was um, I had a note from I think hair and makeup because Christina was wearing like head hair pieces mm -hmm. um, and I was like mess I was messing her hair up bad oh, shit <laughs> And real, I was messing up really badly. And hair makeup was like, can we like tone that down a little too? Like, 
we gotta t do this take a few different times like in a few different ways so maybe stop maybe just don't so touch her to hair yeah they like hair and makeup did not like me for that they didn't hate me they loved me i loved hair and makeup um <laughs> but I, I i made their job a lot harder that night for sure trying to think of anything else um yeah and i think i brought that too with like maybe less the why not line but the um the are you gonna shoot me i definitely wanted yeah. to play that really flirty um <laughs> with the are you gonna shoot me line i think i mentioned this earlier um in the script i take my mask off there because mm -hmm. i'm supposed to like show them that i'm a human like i'm supposed to bring that humanity back to the character that like makes um lewis's character like not want to shoot this person like it's no longer somebody with a mask yeah so i think but at the same time then you don't get like the momentum of the grand reveal in the end right um which is kind of like why they decided, I think I shot it like one time with taking the mask off or at least blocked it that way. And they decided that you should keep your mask on. But I know that there was a lot of confusion like in theaters and like a lot of people would ask me like, why didn't he shoot you? Like that was so dumb. And I'm like, well, in the script, it was more like he didn't shoot me because he saw that I was a human being and it's a lot harder to shoot a human being than it is mm -hmm. a masked menace. Like once you you know, put, take the lack of humanity off, you know, yeah. it makes it harder. Um, so like, I don't know, that was just one of those kind of like rock on a hard place things, because I don't know if that was the right decision, but in the end, like when you look at how, you know, movies and the energy, especially in horror is supposed to work, like it did kind of need that big reveal in the end. Yeah. Cause we, cause we don't get the reveal of her in the first movie. So I think like, um, I do think like waiting until the end was like a good call, but at the same time, I almost wonder like, cause I think that was one of my quaffs with the movie was the fact that he didn't shoot you. I was like, yeah. shoot her, shoot her. Cause I shoot like, her. if I was in that situation, yeah. Like if I was in that situation and someone had just stabbed my sister, oh, there would no, there would be no fucking like compromising what, so I would shoot her in like two seconds. Like I just remembered too. That whole thing, like where I'm in the trailer and like I'm under a blanket and like Kenzie mm. like hears something and like goes in. We have like a whole dialogue. I was like supposed to be pretending to be a baby or like a oh. child who's like family left or like got killed by the strangers. So she comes in to like comfort me. That oh. whole Jack in the Box thing, jump scare, that was CGI'd in. That bitch was not there when I was filming. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was like, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> wow yeah, it was so hot it was the middle of summer that we did shoot during the day i do remember like it was daylight there we just had like all the windows blacked out i think that was like one of my i think that may have been the last scene i shot but i was that i had to get as small as possible under this blanket for the shot to work and i would stay there for like probably like 10 to 15 minutes at a time oh and then like we had this fight sequence afterwards, I think. And I'm like, I can't feel my joints. <laughs> I'm on a hot blanket, sweating my ask off in a mask. I have like oh. my air supply is so cut off, you don't even know. And I'm like <laughs> trying to get out and like my joints are locked up and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get you. Like, <laughs> here I come. Come back here. Hobbling <laughs> out from behind my blanket. Your joints are all like cracking and. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the mic picked up all kinds of like horrible noises <laughs> from Michael. Oh god. Oh my gosh. Poor, poor, poor me. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Um, it was just like one of those things. It was like walking out in the woods and like being abandoned there. I'm like, how long? Can we roll? Can we roll, please? Like. Well, you were telling. Well, you told me the last time that we talked to you told me a story about how, which was kind of sad. But then when I, like, when I think about like the specific scene that you're referring to, I can't watch this movie without thinking about that story that you told me. You told me because I'll let you. I'll let you explain. I'm just trying to like remind you of like what story you told me because there's the scene where Bailey's running to go to the cop, and you said that there was like a scene where you're standing there behind that bush watching her, and you told me like a story behind that. And now every time I watch that scene, I can't get that like story out of my head of what you told me, which I'm like, oh, it's yeah. so sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a sad story, um, but in that scene in particular, I mean, just like to set the stage, we've talked a lot about it. It was um, the summer before my senior year of high school. All my friends were like together, like doing all these kinds of like last hurrah things before we all went in different directions. Yeah. And I get really bad FOMO, and like I was so excited to like be on set and to like start this new career and all this stuff. But at the same time, it was like very isolating. Like I was 18. I really had never like lived away from home. And, you know, I was like very much like alone all summer, you know, in my trailer alone or like at my cousins kind of alone because they were all asleep when I got home to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And like they were all gone when I got up to go to work, work in the ap- late, late, late afternoon. Um, so I was just like very alone. And like, you know, I loved going to set because that meant I could be around people. But for the most part, I was like, just, I don't know, I got very lonely. And I was like behind this bush and it all started hitting me. And I was like, oh no. And I'm crying behind the bush in my mask. (laughs) And it was like, definitely like, I didn't have to do much. I just had to like stand there. So I'm like, I don't even think I was mic'd up. So I'm like, I'm just going to stand here and like cry a little bit. And they can just shoot and like Bailey Madison can just run back and forth. And I'm just going to stand here and cry. I'm not going to know that anything's wrong. (laughs) No one's going to know. I'm in a mask. The hair and makeup people probably took it off and they're like, oh my gosh, you sweat a lot. (laughs) Yeah, sweat. That's what that is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my own tears. It's fine. No, it's actual sweat. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Well, I was going to ask you, I was like, did they have you mic'd up during that? Because imagine the sounds that they probably caught. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> I was cry very quietly. So I was probably like soundless. Oh, I, I've done that just before. Just letting them fall. Just letting the tears fall. Yeah. I just think, I just imagine them like in like the, the sound place, wherever they're at behind the scenes. And they're just like, what is that noise? Like they can hear it. And it's like, <laughs> and they're like, what is that? <laughs> having like an existential crisis because she <laughs> recognized that this is like the most pivotal part of her life and she's very <laughs> overwhelmed <laughs> feels very isolated just that guys that's just the sound of that <laughs> yeah no, like <laughs> it's called crying it's called tears guys <laughs> everybody doesn't want everyone has their limits okay <laughs> you made me walk all the way out in the woods one day you made me sweat under a blanket another day i've had i've had it guys I'm crying behind the bush. Look what you yeah. did. <laughs> Look what you guys made me do. Oh man. Um, 
yeah, that that was also what I was gonna bring up as well. Um, just a quick like point, cause yeah, cause you told me as you said before, like you were in your last year of high school when you got this role. So like it must have been like difficult to kind of um as you said, like do both things at the same time, like be in this like huge movie, but also kind of try to still be a kid in a sense at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely did. I remember that summer um me and my group of friends we would hike a lot um and we called it like the percy jackson um book club and we would read percy jackson books and we each like decided like who our like our demigod parent would be and they all said oh emma's dionysus because she likes to party and i'm like all right i'll, I'll take, take it, it. <laughs> i have like other talents and stuff but i'll take mine anyway. yeah <laughs> i have one mom at heart but um and then, yeah, we would hike and we would sword fight in the woods and read Percy Jackson. That's so fun. So, like, it, that was, like, you know, I, I always have this thing because, like, my, like, acting and, like, people who regard me as, like, an important person, it's, like, I, I always say I mean a lot to a small group of people um, in that sense. Um, I'm sure yeah. I mean I mean a lot to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. But um, as far as, like, acting and the strangers go, it's, like, some people are like, oh my God, you. And then like some people are like, never heard of that. Anyway. Like, <laughs> who, who, what's the, you're like, have you ever seen The Stranger's Paradise? What's that? I don't know what that is. Yeah. My friends are always <laughs> yeah. trying to hype me up. Um, and they're like, oh, like, like when they're being my wingman and stuff, it's like, oh, this is Emma. Like she was in a movie. And they're like, oh my God, like what movie? I'm like, have you ever seen The Stranger's Prey at Night? And they're like, no. And I'm like, it's on Netflix. <laughs> they're like, we'll watch I it. not check it out. Probably not. And I'm like, okay. Nice meeting you too. <laughs> right. Like, I lead, I lead a very normal life. Like, a dog walker and a nanny. And I teach acting classes and do wine tastings. Like, Girl, I, I so love that jobs. for you. I love that I for you. But I no, I love I that for you though. Days, like it's fun. It's a fun life. Um, I lead a very normal life. Sorry, you were uh, saying you spend your days, it, and then I, and then it like, uh, I think it lagged again. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'm a very, I'm a very normal person with very normal person jobs. <laughs> I don't, I'm broke. <laughs> um, I went on a big trip last week with my a bunch of my friends from college to um chicago and wisconsin and just blew all my money uh it happens so i'm back to being broke <laughs> it happens i wouldn't i would do it all again i would do it all again i saw mayday parade we went to awesome. an emo night dj concert friday Fine. night i mean like going back to my roots as like a pop punk scene kid you're making uh, me so jealous with all this stuff <laughs> i do fun things i do yeah. I have fun I have fun when I'm not working one of my six jobs, um, <laughs> trying to make it an actress. I have fun sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so like even in college, it was weird, like especially the premiere um, and like seeing trailers come out and like getting like all these new followers. And even now, if you like look in my tagged photos, it's like this weird mix of like, just like very sorority girl kind of like lunch and brunch with friends. And then like, or like she's gonna stab you to death like blood everywhere like what must people think and, i love like, it 
Um, what were like, what was your, what was like your favorite experience like on set that you can think of? Like, what was the best experience that you've had on that film? Um, I mean, the rap party was a lot of fun because I was 18 and was in this dive bar with like <laughs> everyone. And, yeah. you know, we kind of got to like let loose a little bit and um, I couldn't drink because I wasn't old enough, but I was like watching everyone. I'm like, I'm going to pretend. Like, yes. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. I remember having a lot of fun at the rap party. Um, and then I'm trying to think of like filming wise what I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, that first night on set was great. When the dog was on set, I loved mm-hmm. that. Was that was honestly a really good night? Um, because in between takes, like, ever like the dog would finish acting, we'd like everyone would run to the dog if they weren't. Oh, I think his name was Zeus. Oh, um, he was a great dog, so sweet. And there's like a story Damien tells all the time where like I was over petting the dog and he came up, he's like, Oh, Johannes needs you um on set. And I was like, Oh, okay, like I don't know why you must have like a question or something, because like I'm not in this scene. Yeah. Um, so I run over to Johannes, I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, Nothing, how about you? And I'm like, Damien said that um Damien said that you needed me. He was like, No. And I was like, No. Okay. <laughs> I run back and Damien's like, oh yeah, I just tricked you so I could get some alone time with the dog. I was like, you are Aww. such a dick. <laughs> like, you, you little, I'm going to get you for this. I never got him for it. We're just like, we just bully each other on social media. All in good fun. All in good fun. I I love him. He's such a great guy. Um, but we've always, uh, we we have, we. that's just kind of our just being mean to each other on social media (laughs) always fun when it's all in good fun yeah yeah it's all never no never any low blows but he's a you know he's really dry he's just like has a very dry sense of humor and he reminds me a lot of like my family because a lot of them have like a very similar sense of humor so like i could take it and i can dish it right back out there you go um anyway but it, it created a really fun rapport and you know I think we've had a lot of fun. That's good. I'm I'm like, I'm super happy to hear that, you know, for it being um, one of your first like films, like big films, that it was a good experience for you overall. Um, and other than that time in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that was a low moment for me, but. <laughs> that was more of just like life. And that wasn't really just like that experience specifically. It was just like everything was hitting me about like life and like knowing that like this huge chapter was opening up for me and like yeah i also close another one uh there's this big life moment behind a book and a mask with a knife yeah i and i'll never i'll never like i said i'll never be able to watch that scene the same again without knowing that like like it kind of makes me chuckle in a in a way but it also kind of makes me sad because i was like emma was kind of having like a moment during this scene but then it's also kind of funny to like just imagine like during this big serious scene where you're supposed to be stalking Bailey Madison, like you were just like <laughs> tears falling and yeah. Oh my God. And that like, one thing like perked up because we had like a little bit of a lull because the cop had to put on um, prosthetics to get the decapitation, right? Yeah. So those prosthetics were so good. There's pictures of me going, 
like both my <laughs> thumbs up next to him, like with his neck open. They were so cool. And it was oh. Damien's birthday. And um, so that, that honestly was a really good night too, overall, other than the bush moment. Um, <laughs> I thought I was going to puke when I saw that prosthetic. Something about slits bothered me. I can stab all day long, but like slitting. Yeah. Really does not set right with me. Oh my gosh. And I thought I could handle needles. Um, I was like working Mm -hmm. um, like this live demo at a plastic surgeon's office Thursday. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like filming this demo and they were like in this girl's chest with a needle, just like moving it about. And I was like, had to get close up, like doing an Instagram live. And I was like, Oh, don't throw up on the lady. Do not throw up on this nice lady. Like it was nasty. Anyway, I can handle most things. It's like slits, slits and can't needles. do it. And needles. I had one take to get it right. I had one take to get the motion right and like get it at the right part of the neck. And I practiced that poor guy. I'm like, can you just stand still for a while? I'm like, does this look okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Am I'm like doing a, little, it right? a little higher. A little, I'm like, all right, a little higher. And I'm like, better? And they're like, okay, now walk 50 feet, 50 yards, will you? And then come up walk up briskly and do that exact same motion perfectly again you have one take go and i'm like okay nice uh, and like what what happened like i was because when the, it was closed you could it looked like a normal neck but when it was open like have blood ooh, yuck, and then yeah. they had like these tubes they had these tubes so at the moment i did it like like blood everywhere oh. and so i had to get it right like the timing had to be perfect all of it I had to like go off without a hitch and it's all on my shoulders one take we did it i was like oh god i'm gonna pass out i was like having a panic attack i'm not gonna split his throat right <laughs> you're like thank god that you were like thank god that went the way it did <laughs> dear lord please help me to slit this poor cock throat open right on the first try thank you and <laughs> Yours truly, Emma. <laughs> oh. oh man. Um, um I was gonna I was gonna ask you, um, as far as like other things go, like I know that we spent the majority of this conversation talking about the strangers, but I was wondering if there were any other future projects that you could maybe um I don't obviously not go into detail because that's very yeah. I don't, how that can be but do you have like any any exciting like upcoming um projects yeah i have a short film coming out about um a mother i play a mother and my beautiful daughter is played by my lovely niece eden um it's filmed by michael skeins um he does a lot of work for hbo um anyway so I think that's on the editing board we we shot it a while back but he's getting it scored right now so that'll be out soon um but yeah it's about a young mother trying to put her, her little baby to sleep and she's being terrorized by an entity that she keeps catching on her baby can oh they're scary that's sounds really cool um but i'm really excited to you know see that uh but uh, yeah, also I'm working on, on a project. It's in development right now, so I wish I had a better timeline to give you guys. Um, but it's key, it's called, called the Kiyomichi Project. And it uh, <laughs> it's about Sasquatch and Ooh. super gory, super creepy, super 
fun. Um, there might be, might be, fingers crossed, a little stranger's reunion. Could be fun. Don't quote me on anything. Um, this is not a legally binding statement. But do get excited for that. Um, I'm super excited for it. Uh, for some blood and monsters and good old fun. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. I'm really... Um... <clears throat> I'm really excited for you. Like, I'm excited to see like where um, your career goes and all that. Cause it's, I mean, to, to start out in such a big movie like that, I'm, I'm excited to see where else you're, you're going to go. And it seems like you have some yeah. really, really exciting projects coming up and I'm, I'm like really excited to see them. So um, it's, it's exciting. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited and honored that you wanted to come on to this episode to chat with me about this movie. So yeah. thank you. Oh yeah, my pleasure. And you know, it really means a lot that you think of me as as a friend and you know, as a normal person because I am. I am a very humble person for someone who's so hot, funny, <laughs> talented, talented. <laughs> Put together just Put together the full package, guys. Triple, triple threat singing, dancing, modeling, modeling. Action, ventriloquy, uh, <laughs> basket, underwater basket weaving, <laughs> uh, hatchet throwing, throwing <laughs> pa- painting. There you go. Uh, yeah. There you go. The art, art collecting, antiquing. Girl, you've just unicycles. got like, you've got the total package. You really do. The one thing is I can't ride a bike. So that's really the only <laughs> thing wrong with me. Can can you ride a scooter? (gasps) Yes. Those electric scooters are so fun to ride around town. You should come visit sometime and we will ride around Salt Lake City on some electric scooters and that would be so fun. Oh, I cannot wait. (laughs) Um, We don't have have electric scooters. I think we have like the city bikes. Actually, no, we do have the scooters. We do. Because I've seen people riding. I'm like, I would like to do that. Those are fun. Yeah. and do that but I never have oh, so maybe they're so fun <laughs> yes <laughs> um is there anything is there anything else you want to talk about like with the strangers or anything like that any other laugh any other final uh things that you want to talk about so um I have mentioned previously I am broke so should you just be going about your tasks during the day put on strangers parent night on Netflix just put it on a loop you can mute it yeah. um but the more you watch it, the bigger my check from SAG will be. And I need it. Like, if you saw my bank account, you would be shocked. <laughs> it's appalling. And these gas prices, they are not my friend right now. Um, so stream it just as much as you can. Just yes. as much as you can. This is me humbly asking you <laughs> to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> and I will humbly endorse that as well. Yeah. <laughs> give her give her the money she deserves guys because she is a talent so i will say nobody mail me money that's not what i'm saying please <laughs> don't please, venmo please. her <laughs> not venmo me i i am above that i'm not above asking you guys to just stream it in the background of your life but please do not send me money i'm gonna be fine i live in my parents basement. they will make sure i don't start <laughs> you're like i'm well so taken care of guys I'm trying to get out of the basement though. So keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, One last thing. Uh, Would you like to plug 
your um, main Instagram page, like where people can find you on Instagram and all that real quick? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is just my name, Emma Bellamy, B-E-L-L-O-M-Y, no dots, no dashes, no numbies. Um, just at Emma Bellamy with an O. Um, and then my Twitter, ooh, I believe, because I made my Twitter when I was 14. So <laughs> it's okay. It's Emma Bell 24. So Emma, E-M-M-A-B-E-L-L 24. Uh, I can't think of I'm not going to plug my TikTok. If you all want to come and find me, I don't want you to. I'm just, nobody should find that. I want to find that. <laughs> no, no, no one find it. No. Um, don't look for me there. Oh gosh. Thank you so much, Emma. Like yeah. this is so, this was such an honor and a privilege and such a blast to talk with you. I feel as I stated before, I think the first time we talked was <laughs> about three hours. I don't, I don't think either one of us were expecting to talk that long, but like, we, we, I don't know. We just had so much to say specifically one tree hill. I think we talked a lot. About that. Went, we were on that topic for a while. <laughs> yes, we were. Um, but just like the last conversation, I feel like this conversation was just so much fun. Um, looking forward to, I would love to have you on again um, at some point for like, future films that you do and all that kind of stuff yeah. and even maybe have you come on to discuss the strangers pray at night in general like through like yeah. a whole yeah i think it'd be fun well, we just had a, a what was it the five-year anniversary three-year four-year four-year anniversary holy crap i feel so like that feels like it was just yesterday when that movie came out i know i was like oh i really have been out of work for a while yeah i they had the anniversary it was march 9th um real fun day i've i've had fun um every year celebrating that day with everyone so i'm just glad yes. you did again i think there's something else i was gonna say but yeah great time <laughs> uh hope hopefully you know whoever's listening to this podcast can you know go back and, and listen and watch the strangers from a whole new perspective yes the most important perspective mine the only one that matters people <laughs> only don't listen to damien he does not know what he's talking about <laughs> listen to me yes <laughs> um i'm hoping to get you on for a future episode very soon so all the listeners look out for that um yeah you can find emma on twitter instagram and you can find me at the we love horror podcast um just we love horror podcast on instagram um i do have a twitter i don't really use it though i don't know i have one but i don't use it <laughs> but you can find me on there too um and yeah you guys just uh, check out the strangers pray at night yeah so yeah thank you emma i know i've said this like five times but i'm just so appreciative that you took the time out of your day to do this so thank you again um and we will see you guys next time bye bye <laughs>